watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. I'm TK Trinidad, aka the Canadian Assassin, and I'm not alone. She is a pro wrestler and champion cat lady. Please welcome Sarah the Rebel. What it do, what it do. <laughs> and today, today we have an amazing show. We're going to do Rapid Hot Tag, Star of the Week, have a little bit of discussion, but you know it's all about our guest. She is absolutely amazing. She recently signed to AEW and is a badass all around. Please welcome legit Leela Hirsch. Hi guys, hey. how are you? Good, how are you doing? Good, yeah, good. Just tired, but you know, I'm good. Yeah, we, we're, we're, we're all here. So let's get into it. You just got signed to AEW. You were doing matches before you got signed. So kind of walk us through, like, you know, did they call you? Were you there? And they're like, hey, by the way, you're part of the team now. So how did, like, how did it all happen? So somebody in AEW believed in me a lot. And before I went to Japan, he like had to ask me questions and all that. So I knew like there might be a chance, you know, that I would get there. But, you know, I was heading to Japan, did my stuff in Japan. Then I came back and then obviously like the whole pandemic hit. So I was just like, all right, it's probably not gonna happen now, which is okay. And then it was, I think right before the collective, I got the message he was like, you know, send me your address and all that. So I did, and I was like, he was like, he told me you should be hearing from Christopher Daniels. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, like, I don't believe it until I see it, you know? Right. Um, and then I'm just like, looking at my email, look at my email over and over again. And then I see Christopher Daniels name. And I was like, oh, all right. So it is official. You know, I knew I would get there. I just didn't know when. So it was right before the collective, it was confirmed that I was going to do AEW Dark. Um, so that's how it kind of happened. That's amazing. So like you've had quite a few like really great um, opponents on AEW. Um, now that you're part of the roster, is there anybody that you have your eye on? Everybody. I, I want to get in the ring with everybody. I think right now, though, I want to face Ty Conte. That would be an amazing match. Yeah, because she has the judo background. I have the amateur wrestling background. So I think we would have a killer match. Definitely agree. So um, in Japan, when you were over there, was there anything you learned or anything new that you kind of brought back or incorporated? Wrestling-wise, to me, was a challenge, psychology-wise. Because the psychology in the U.S. and you know just what we learned here, it was completely different from what they do. To me, it was kind of a struggle trying to learn their psychology and just go with it, you know, because sometimes to me, the stuff they did didn't make sense to me. And I just was like, oh, why would I do this? You know, so that was kind of hard for me. The good experience there was like the language barrier. So I flew in New Year's Eve, literally New Year's Eve, I flew in. And then the next day we had a show and it was a triple threat match. And I remember like just being, I was actually really nervous. Usually I'm good, but like once I met all the, the ladies there and they were like telling me like what's gonna happen, like they were calling the match. I was terrified because I was like, oh my God, like I hope I can like understand what they're doing. And like, mm -hmm. it was a lot. It was like overwhelming. Wait, a, a triple threat match is already always a really complicated match to call and you had to do it with uh, <laughs> in another language? Like, oh my gosh. And we were also like, we were on first. And I just remember, like, just trying to tell myself, like, all right, just breathe, just breathe, like, you can do this, you know? So 
it was a really good experience and like the culture like japan's beautiful you know mm -hmm. but wrestling definitely had like its up and downs it's been my dream since like day one like since i discovered professional wrestling you know people always talked about if you go to japan like that's an incredible honor and it was it was definitely tough but definitely an experience i will never forget you know like very fortunate that i got to experience that that sounds amazing. Like maybe like both you and Sarah can answer this question. So you're wrestling as somebody where there is a language barrier. Um, how do you communicate? Is it more like, okay, you both are good at what you do. So it, it happens or what, like what happens in a situation like that? So the time it's happened to me, they would just kind of demonstrate and say a word that sounded very similar to the, you know, suplex is pretty easy to understand in, in Japanese and in Spanish. But it, the real fear for me is uh, I was trained like you can call stuff on the fly and I didn't feel comfortable with that in another language. So what were we, your thoughts on it? <laughs> I couldn't do that. I'm too terrifying. <laughs> just like what Sarah said, in a way, like they'll just demonstrate it, like with the hands and all that. But I also got lucky because, like, I got put in Tokyo Cyber Squad in stardom. And I also had Hannah spoke the most English. So a lot of times, like, I would be tagging with her. And then if the girls would call something, and I'd be like, hey, Hannah, like, what did they say? So she would be able to translate it to me pretty good. So I was very lucky that I had her. And then, again, in times where I wasn't with her, you just had to, like, act it out like oh you know what i mean like go through it with emotions and then sometimes i would just hope they would get it you know <laughs> wow. it's lucky for japan to english uh because japanese wrestling was based on what they saw in american wrestling so almost all of the moves are called the um they know the american names it's different though when you're working with someone um who's a luchador for example um lucha develops separately in a lot of ways so those they have completely different where cross body is a plancha and and things like that aye, aye, aye. better you guys than me um <laughs> so you started off in the amateur uh, amateur wrestling and obviously you know you're prof doing professional wrestling now i think of it like you know back in the day where like you know the kurt angle type thing when he was doing it amateur wrestling was you know it it seemed like there's a separation like amateur wrestlers felt this way about professional wrestling now you know in today's age what's the difference between the two or is there a lot of similarities like when you're doing amateur wrestling and your goal was to become a professional wrestler i think there's a lot of similarities to it because for me i think if it wasn't for amateur wrestling my basics wouldn't be as good so like in amateur wrestling and professional wrestling footwork is like everything so because of amateur wrestling, when I stepped into professional wrestling, my footwork was there. I picked up things so, you know, so easily. Like in amateur wrestling, we'd have to do a lot of roles. And in amateur wrestling, that's one of the most important things is, is to know how to roll. You know what I mean? Because God forbid, like you, you take a bump or something, knowing how to like roll and take the bump helps. So to me, I think amateur wrestling is very similar to professional wrestling. And uh, I think you just have to know how to combine those two together now, which I'm still learning, you know? And I think like Kurt Angle did an amazing job with that. But to me, uh, it's very similar. And I would tell anybody to do amateur wrestling 
just to learn that stuff. Definitely. When, when we did the New Japan camp, we did like every day there was a section where we would do amateur wrestling. They felt that the, the fundamentals were so important. So real quick, I, I did just want to go back to Japan. So you said you got to work with Hannah. How are you doing, you know, with her passing? Did you have any thoughts on her What and, and getting to know her for that short time? Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. You know, I, I was in shock. Again, because so to me, I, obviously I didn't know Hannah for that long, but the three months I spent in Japan, she was to me like, she was the most outgoing person. She was the first person that made me feel comfortable in Japan, like more welcoming, you know? And she just, she seemed like a great, happy person, even in training, so outgoing. Yeah, when I found out, like I, I was in disbelief. Like the first person I called was Sumi Sakai. You know, because I know Sumi was super close with her and she's just close with all the Japan people. Yeah, it hit me hard because I, you know, I was very fortunate that I got to spend three months with uh, uh, being in Tokyo Cyber Squad. Um, So it was it was hard. I, you know, and also like just like knowing she was like only 23 years old. And I can't even imagine like what, you know, all the girls were going through, like the people that were in stardom. Yeah, I still can't believe to be honest, it's still kind of hard. And it's also crazy because, like, you know, the one time I had to cancel on you guys, I recently lost somebody mm. to suicide. So it's it just it's heartbreaking, you know. It's very sad. And for anyone listening, if you're ever considering it, please call a hotline, tell somebody, let them know, because you can hear the emotion in our voices. People care. People you don't even think would care if you were gone. We do care. So, um, you know, please talk to somebody. Call the hotline if you need it. Yeah, that's that's a whole another conversation. That yeah, can, yeah, yeah. Let's let's take a breath. Um, so being with AW now, um, is there any um advice or anything that you've learned since since being with AW? That whole experience in general. Or anything like any like tidbits that you learn like oh okay this is how they do it here. Obviously, like being an independent wrestler, in a way, is is so being on TV. In a way, you kind of have to adjust. So like when it comes to like TV, you have to like worry about times. You have to stick to your times, you know, which is so new to me. Because when you're mm-hmm. on independent, you just like when promoters say you have ten minutes, a lot of wrestlers will be like okay, twelve, thirteen, cool, you know. <laughs> But in AW, like, you know, it's, it is, you have to like, it's, they're very strict on times. Obviously you have to be professional. Even though like AW is, is, it's a much bigger platform. I would also right. just give the advice, like, don't change who you are. You know what I mean? Uh, just continue to be yourself. Always just be respectful. Keep reminding myself just to be myself. Don't change, you know? To piggyback on that, you know, with some other promotions, it feels like you would go to another promotion and they would want to change like I can, I can envision you being like this, you know, glamorous wrestler and stuff like that. But it really just seems like you are authentically who you are in AEW. So, are those conversations had when you get signed? It's like, okay, well, you're signed. You know, this is where the direction we want you to go. Or is it more just, you know, hey, we're cool. Like who you are mm-hmm. is fine enough. For us. So, thankfully, with AEW, they are really cool with that, and. Also, like, I know my character, and I'm not the glamorous one. I'm not the one all about the makeup and all that. I know. I want to be different from that. I'm not scared to speak up. I'm not. I Even if it's, even if it's a big company like AEW, if I 
don't feel comfortable who I'm portraying, I can't do it then. I, you're not gonna get the best version of me then. So thankfully, like when I came in, they, they knew my character, they knew my style. And I think they wanted that too. They wanted different people. And so I know like being an AW, I'm very different from a lot of the girls. You know, I'm all about kicking ass, just, you know, getting in that ring, you know, not worrying about my hair, the makeup, you know, right. the way I look is the way I look. I love it. I can envision you um, really just um, beating ass, taking names, and like I, now I think we, it's our show, so I know we can swear, but you know, not giving an f about. It's kind of go. I was like, I, can we swear on this show? It's like you should be able to. <laughs> you you had to ask uh, higher up TK. You were like uh, other TK, <laughs> and that's the great thing um, about so many so many different promotions and having so many options that as as a woman. And you know, just seeing different options, seeing so much diversity, it's just absolutely amazing. So let's go to like your 14 year old self. You saw WWE when you were 14 years old and you knew that you wanted to become a professional wrestler. Now that you are one, is this all that you envisioned? Or, you know, you know how you get to some point, you get to that dream and you're like, some of this is some BS. Like this is what I wanted, but I didn't want all this. So the dream versus the reality now, is it what you wanted? I mean, so, when you say there's a lot of BS, there is a lot of BS. <laughs> but no, so it's crazy. Like before I discovered professional wrestling, I thought I was going to be a soccer player. Mm. I played soccer like pretty much my whole life ever since I came here. But then no, like once I saw it on TV, I was like, nope, this is it. This is all I want to do. And so everything going forward, like it was just focused on professional wrestling. And then once I stepped in the ring, like, and then once I've, had like some experiences. It is tough at times, especially like when you do see the BS and you do see how people treat other people sometimes. But that's where I feel like I can also make a difference of like not becoming like that. You know, mm -hmm. even though like we've made it, like even though I've made it to AW, I still have so much work to do. But again, the big thing is like not changing who I am. Just mm -hmm. remembering where I came from, who are the people that helped me get here? You don't get here alone, you know, and I didn't. Yeah. So I'm always going to be thankful for the people that have helped me. And I'm also going to make sure the people that come into AW to treat them right, to make them comfortable. That's beautiful. I, I wish more veterans, especially women vets, I think because there are less of us, you know, there's, there's jerks who are guy vets and there are great guy vets, but because there are less women, I feel like you get a much smaller pool and there are so many women veterans who are are not using their time to uplift us and to help us like they were helped and so it really makes you appreciate the ones who are so generous with their time and their advice and everything so i hope you do stick to that and you help other girls you know the way they helped you that's awesome yeah because like the one person that like i love in aw uh vicky guerrero uh but she's nice to everybody you mm -hmm. know what i mean not just the top people but people like the extras when i watch her like talk to all the people and i'm just like wow like i hope i can be like that or like i wish everybody was like vicky just so kind giving sharing her knowledge she's a great example of like how wrestlers should be or just people in general absolutely and she has the she could be stuck up she's been everywhere you know that everyone wants to be but we we talked to her uh this the previous interview before yours and she said it brings her joy you know she remembers the people who helped her and so she's doing that that same thing so i, I definitely awesome to hear
So you said that you want to like pretty much run through the rec the, the locker room for AEW, but in a previous interviews, you also said that you love intergender matches. Uh, is there any anybody in particular in AEW or anywhere else that you're like, I will beat his ass and I will do it well and it will be an amazing match? It's so funny because like I have that attitude towards anybody. Like I don't care like who you are. You can give me anybody. Like the one match I would love to have, even if we could do an AEW, is like John Silver. I've had two matches with him on the Indies, and it was great. You know, so I would love to, you know, wrestle him on a big stage like that. You know, will that ever happen? I don't know. We have magical powers on this show. That's true. So you know, just a mini suggestion. You could just you know do a mini promo, and you know we just put it out in the universe and see what happens. Oh God, put me on the spot with promos. So <laughs> bad with that right now. Um, Listen, I'll be your manager and I'll do it for you. John Silver, she's gonna take you on. It is gonna happen. It is gonna happen on a grand stage at AEW. Boom, there we go. Appreciate that. Um, <laughs> yeah. That that would be awesome because I would be the first person to raise my hand and be like, put me in there, you know? Because I've said this a couple of times, like I think wrestling guys has helped me like elevate my game. You know, it's also pushed me like to my limit and it showed me like, okay, like I can hang with the girls, but damn, like I can hang with the guys too. Maybe one day, you know, one day. How tall are you again? I feel like you're not that tall. You know, 4'11 and a half. Yes. <laughs> Even I'm taller than you. <laughs> not, it's not a shot. Like the reason I asked that, cause I just want to confirm. Cause you know, TV, you could be all yeah. types of, you know, like the fact, the reason I asked that is because you you were so amazing in the matches that I see on TV, and for the the height difference, like you just you're kicking ass. So just seeing you at four eleven, and then some guy at you know five eleven, and or six feet like that, and then you actually like beating them so legitimately, not like you know how sometimes they have these intergender matches, and you're like, okay, well, you know, this is this is this is they're playing, mm -hmm. this is great, yeah. but. For you, I legitimately could see it. Like if you weren't professionally wrestling, you could, could kick their ass on the street and I would buy into it. So that's why I'm pushing yeah. for that. That's, I, and that's the other thing. With my height, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I've accepted it. I'm short, you know, but I, again, like my mindset is that I'll, I'll kick anybody's ass. Um, mm -hmm. And that's the other thing is just believability. You know, everything I do, especially in that ring, I want people to believe it. So uh, last question for a get out of here. Uh, you uh, are the suplex queen in the ring. Uh, what made you choose that move to showcase your power? Well, for me, one is like, it's very devastating. And also given my size, I feel like I can hit it with anybody, you know? And again, just coming from the amateur wrestling background, that's just a given, like, you know, suplexes were always involved. So to me, once I like, Lock my hands. I just know, like, I can hit the suplex on anybody, anywhere, you know. I'm, that's just, like, the one move I'm confident with. Like, I know once I put it in, like, you're done. Like, you know, you're going to go flying. 
Oh my gosh, I love it. I can't wait to see like more of you doing amazing stuff uh, in AEW. Uh, but before we get out of here, uh, we're gonna do rapid hot tags. So rapid hot tags is brought to you by Goalie Nutrition, the world's first apple cider vinegar gummy. Uh, use the code TKTrainAd5 to get your discount today. Uh, so the questions are, I'm gonna ask you a question. You're gonna say the first thing that comes to your mind. So the first question is, do you prefer working out at home or at the gym? If I could work out at home, I would. But I guess the gym, yeah. Uh, if you were to wake up tomorrow having gained one quality or ability, what would it be? I'm just gonna say uh, flying. Let me fly. Fly. Okay. Okay. Uh, if you if you're stuck on an island and can only bring one album, uh, what album would it be? You know, I'm gonna say Queens. Queens. Okay. okay. I'll take it. Uh, if you were able to live to the age of ninety and re and retain either the mind or body of a thirty year old. Which one would you choose? <laughs> Is that no? I, I, you can choose. It's your choice. I, but because I, I, at ninety years old, I want to be. I want to function still. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm the opposite. I'm like I live till ninety. I just want to be hot. I could be gone. <laughs> no, because you see, I have to maintain my body right now. You know, right? So once I like retire from wrestling. Forget it. Like I'm, I'm letting myself go. I want to enjoy. That is a good point. I want to enjoy food and life. So, but I'd rather be mentally here than physically. You know what I mean? That's a very no one has ever brought up that point before. I know because uh, Sarah and I both would say body, but what you just said because I mean, working out is it, it's it's a necessary evil, and I feel like you have to like it, but. If you work out and you just don't have to care anymore, like you might have actually swayed me. I might have to pick mine from now on. Like I don't <laughs> spend hours working out. Like I think that might, I think I might roll with that. I think. Yeah. Oh man. And Emily, who is normally our co-host who picks mine, is it here to witness TK having a change of heart? I'm going to lie and tell her it didn't happen. <laughs> and then uh, last question, if you were to meet one celebrity, who would it be? Oh, it's so, it's so tough. Like wrestling wise, or just in general, could be a musician, actor. You know, I'm just gonna say right now, The Rock. I want to meet The Rock. I could get with it. I want to meet him and give him some of TK's lotion. Center in, center in The Rock. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the sexual harassment continues on the show. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Lila, for joining us on the show. Please tell us where, well, I mean, if you're not following her by now, you you need to, y'all been missing out. Um, I honestly, like I said before, I love the fact that, you know, you're just authentically you. Cause some people you see and you're like, is this a character or is this like, I, I just love that it's just you and you're a badass and I'm all for female badasses, so kudos and i'm you know looking forward to seeing you more and doing amazing things but where can everybody find you uh you guys can find me on instagram legit layla hirsch and then twitter the same thing legit layla hirsch and you are definitely yes. legit again thank you so much for coming on we look forward to seeing amazing things just you kicking ass taking names and both male and female locker rooms i'm just putting in the universe for you thank you guys so much <laughs> for having me this was a lot of fun well, she was amazing.
I know. I'm so. I like when people see, like you were saying, when someone seems like they're a certain way and then they actually are that way. It's always like really, really nice. Um, and we we had actually been trying to get her for a while, and so the fact that she didn't just blow us off when you know that's what plenty of people would have done at that point, but that she kept trying means that she's a really awesome person. Yeah, I mean, tr yes, trust me, there has been those situations too. Um, not that many, <laughs> thankfully. Um, but yeah, I definitely, you know, appreciate for anybody who comes on the show or people are watching people come on the show. It does take a lot of time on both sides. So I definitely appreciate when people come on and we respect each other's time and, you know, we just yeah. have a good time. Um, speaking of good time, my question is, um, when did you first fall in love with wrestling, Sarah? So I remember the exact moment. So I knew about wrestling before. I knew about Hulk Hogan and everything because when we were little kids, they'd make me play Miss Elizabeth and I'd be like hanging out, waiting for the winner. Yeah, it was weird. I won't get all into it, but it was definitely some stuff that should not have been happening for a five-year-old. Anyway, um, but I was... Uh, going through channels and I loved Xena growing up big surprise for anyone who knows me and I see a girl in fake leather so I assume oh an Amazon this must be Xena um, you know like one of the Amazons for Xena it was China and the camera pulls back and she's standing in a ring and I was like who is this because to my knowledge wrestling had been guys and like yeah it was like okay they were cool but like women wrestling mine was blown and so i started watching then and that was the time where we had um we had china we had luna vachon we had miss jacqueline um so it was this time where i like there were all these women to love and they only got a few minutes so i'd like frantically be waiting for their time to get on and um you know I, I fell so deeply in love with it I created a character for myself she was Queen Bee she was Bumblebee themed and she was a rapper <laughs> all right um the excitement I can tell I could really feel the love what the moment you fell in love with wrestling <laughs> Um, for me, it was because um, it's been in and out of my life. Like I mm -hmm. every Sundays because you know I don't want to just put this on black people, but we didn't we couldn't afford pay per view. So right, I never watched a pay per view. <laughs> never watched a pay per view until like now. Um, but you know we used to watch wrestling every Sunday, eat popcorn, and like just fall asleep. Like that was our Sundays. My brother, myself, and my dad. And um, then again. Fast forward in college, we used to have a wrestling night, but I don't really recall actually like what, like I just remember it being in the background, but it was like right. me and a bunch of track athletes. Like I was actually in a house with five other guys. Those were my roommates. So you can imagine. Um, so that we had like a wrestling night, but I genuinely fell in love with wrestling and truly appreciated wrestling when um, I think I had told this story on X-Pop. So um, Austin Creed and I, or Xavier Woods, um, I met him when I was doing TV in Toronto and we stayed friends this whole time. He was with TNT at the time, had no idea he signed to WWE, none of that. And then one day he happened to be in LA. He hit me up, we hung out and he's like, yeah, I'm with WWE now. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, okay. And then um, <laughs> he gave me tickets to a show and just seeing everybody, just seeing the movement in the ring. One, not killing yourself and killing other people and then telling the story, um, that's when I really fell in love. Again, I'm gonna make this into a drinking game, maybe our next watch along. I fell in love with the storyline. The storyline is just like everything for me. And then the athleticism, because the general rule, when you talk to people who don't follow wrestling, it's like, oh, the first question they get is like, oh, well, wrestling's you know fake and stuff like right. that. And it's like, uh, no, no, no. 
there's a lot going on and I challenge anybody athlete or not to go into that and then do so many different things in that ring in, you know, that few minutes and make it look good. And now you add cameras. That's right. a whole situation right there. Absolutely. Um, it's so funny that you say that because so I fell out of love with wrestling. I was hitting puberty and um, uh, one of the announcers, oh, Jerry the King Lawler would always be like, puppies, puppies, and talk about the women like they were literally just titties with, with legs. It was really gross. It was really disgusting. And, uh, you know, I'm hitting puberty, so I'm already feeling weird about my body. And then here's this man who won't treat these women like competitors. He treats them like they're there for his own sexual enjoyment. Literally go back and listen. When you watch on the network or Peacock, he talks like he's a 13-year-old boy. And I honestly, I have a whole theory that this actually influenced some of the bad, like, um society things that happen from those 13 year boys who grew up but anyway that's that's like a whole podcast in itself um but it, it made me feel so horrible and angry and mad and then one day i said why am i watching this thing that makes me mad so i stopped watching wrestling and then like you had little wrestling nights in college but i wasn't really paying attention but it was not until xavier woods gave me gave me tickets to a show that i fell back in love with wrestling i know i'm like that's really hilarious We've known each other for like three years and we didn't know that the that we both had that in common. So that's really, really funny. Well, shout out to Xavier for, for giving tickets, like making the love real. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but yeah, that 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 is so crazy because I we both knew we both knew him, but not the how not the connection. Yeah, no, that's that's so funny. I met him at a not wrestling event at E3, and then you know he gave me my co-host tickets, my old co-host for my other podcast, and yeah, the rest is history. That might have been. We have to cross the years. I'm wondering if it was the same year. <laughs> was it in Anaheim? Um, or Staples Center? Staples Center. Okay, that it wasn't the it wasn't the same. I was in Anaheim. Yeah, it it was definitely stable because I would have never driven to Anaheim. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Xavier and I weren't super homies back then. It was just like, oh, okay, that's cool. But like, he was relatively like, oh, okay, like we can do lunch in Staples Center because it's like ten minutes away. Too much information for you guys. It's a whole another podcast. But um. Not that way, but you know, you guys don't care about that stuff. But that right. let's talk about networking in Los Angeles, everyone. <laughs> However, uh, quick thing just for you guys uh, who have been like keeping up with all our content, we are going to be doing more watch alongs. So, um, WrestleMania, NXT, um, we might even slide some AEW stuff in there. So, there's a lot of stuff happening. So, definitely uh, go and check all of that out. And we have our IG lives with the news every week. So, there's just so many stuff. And if you want to just figure out where it all is, you can go to our website, www.talkpod.com. But I started wrapping up the show without wrapping up the show because I know we have something left because I have it right here in front of me. Star of the Week Women's Wrestling Star of the Week. <laughs> Star of the Week is brought to you by Label My Keys. Use code WWTALK for 50% off all orders. Today's Star of the Week is Killer Kelly. The Portuguese wrestler made her debut in 2016 and has worked for several European promotions, including Wrestling Portugal, Pro Wrestling Eve, and WXW, where she's a one-time women's champion. She made her WWE debut in 2018 in the UK Championship Tournament, and she also complete, competed in the 2018 Mae Young Classic. She was most recently seen on Impact Wrestling, where she teamed up with Renee Michelle in the 
Impact's Knockout Tag Championship. We hope to see more of her on our TVs soon. If you want to learn more about a star of the indie wrestling scene, shoot us your suggestion for future stars of the week. And don't forget, check out labelmykeys.com, enter the code WWTALK for 50% off your order. Thank you so much, Miss Sarah. And where can everybody find you? In the ether. Uh, you can find me at Sarah the Rebel. Sarah's an H, is God of the Bible intended. I see sometimes y'all leave comments and you don't put an H, and I don't like those comments. Stop it. I have an H. That's a different Sarah. Anyway, uh, you can also check out patreon.com slash Sarah the Rebel. If you feel it spicy, go ahead and hit up the onlyfans.com slash Sarah the Rebel. Do you? I think I've told two or three different people. It's like I, I. I definitely support my friends, but it's like, I kind of sort of just out of the curiosity that journalists in me want to know what you're putting up on these Patreon and OnlyFans. But then also, Go yeah, out. and then also <laughs> the, the, the knowing you and the possibilities, it's like, I don't know if I want to, because I often see stuff that Sarah puts on Instagram and not like it's bad or anything. I just screenshot, I'm like, what is this? Like, she's got, she's got a folder on her phone of me. Just my, my screenshots. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kind of like, I don't know if I want to, because then we'll just end up talk, uh, having an episode where I'm tossing in. Then then you'll lose the OnlyFans because I'm sh I'm telling them about what I saw on your Only. So I don't know if right. it's going to be beneficial for the both of us. But um, fair. yeah, fair. definitely go into <laughs> Long story short, you definitely go and support Sarah on OnlyFans and Patreon. Follow her on all social media. Follow us on all social media as well, WW talk pod on twitter instagram all that good stuff and then you can follow me on everything at tk trinidad uh on everything ig all that good stuff other than that thank you guys for tuning in make sure you leave those comments down below we really really appreciate it we read them sometimes but we do get to them eventually <laughs> we appreciate it until next time ciao guys bye <laughs>